Welcome, everyone, to the Hecate's Doorway podcast. Woo! Welcome back. Welcome back. Y'all better be coming back. This is part two of our series on Jeffrey Dahmer. And yes, we're actually going to finish it this time. Yeah. Not with this one, with part three. Part three is going to come out next. Oh, wait, yeah, sorry, we did part two. Yeah. This is but part you two. Did not do part three. No, because I got so fucking tired of. It. I went through a freaking serial killer streak, and then I was just like, "Oh, I can't do this anymore. I need a break." It didn't work out very well because I don't know. <laughs> so without further ado, let's just get into this. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, boy. Let's get back into um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Soon after getting his new job at the chocolate factory. Jeffrey would begin going out to the Milwaukee gay bars where, for the most part, he would just sit at the table and drink alone while watching the other men in the club. Things took another odd turn with uh, Jeffrey when his brother David came by to see him for a few days. During this time, the two shared a bed, and at one point, Jeffrey tried to make a move on David, who completely rejected him. Wow, who would have thought? Jeffrey, come on now. One of your brother. Have some fucking decency. Yeah. He's not gay. Even if he is, he's your brother, bro. Yeah. What are you just like? Come on. Come, just, You're not in the south. Let me, let me look at it. Let me look at it. <laughs> Jeffrey. No. Bad Jeffrey. So, eventually, Jeffrey would find the bathhouses of Milwaukee. One he frequented the most, called Club Bath. He discovered he didn't much care for reciprocating anything he got back. He would get annoyed when his partners wanted anything from him, which led him to... (laughs) You forgot you put this in there, didn't you? (laughs) That's like I'm reading someone else's script. (laughs) Which led him to the old uh, Bill Cosby route. God. I can't even try to do a Bill Cosby impression. (laughs) Probably, Probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, the old Bill Cosby right of drugging his sexual partners. <laughs> Not good. Uh, Jeffrey would go to his doc. Oh, God, I forgot about this, too. Jeffrey would go to his doctor, telling him he was having trouble with his overnight shifts at the chocolate factory. And he received many doses of the sleeping drug known as Halcyon. He would head out to club bath with a pocket full of pills and place them into men's drinks he'd buy for them. Once the man was showing signs of the drug taking effect... He would take them back to a private room and assault them. Though it wasn't until he caused a man to overdose and fall into a coma that he was no longer allowed in club bath. Jesus. Fuck. They probably knew he was drugging them. They just didn't care until someone finally almost died. Uh, I don't know if I would say it wasn't that they. It was that they didn't care. From everything that I've seen, it was more the fact that this is like mid '80s and it's a gay bar in. I don't know where the fuck... Where the fuck is Wisconsin? It's not the south, but it's like... It's like in the mid. Uh, okay. Um, only imagine what could happen if you have the cops come to your gay bar in the mid-80s. Like, you know. Uh, nothing good. Yeah, so they were... It was less that they didn't care, more of just like they felt like they really didn't have a, a choice. And I'm sure they probably didn't realize until this point, too, because to them it probably just looked like... One of the dudes had too much to drink and the other dude was just taking him home. They probably didn't really realize it was Jeffrey every time until quite a ways in. So you're not going to just notice a dude that came in a couple times when you have, you know, a busy bar. Oh, yeah. I would assume at least. Though this didn't stop him for, for long, 
as Jeffrey quickly found another hunting ground in the Club 219. Though he would again drug men who he bought drug drinks for, this time taking them to the Ambassador Hotel to assault them. Instead of a private room in the club, though he quickly learned that even this wasn't enough for him. His next idea was to secure himself his own corpse. Hmm, yes. I mean, we all have that thought every right, now and you know, like, you know, get your own corpse. How, how do I get a no, corpse? No, necrophilia. There was a, an artist, heavy quotes on artist, who did that. Really? Yeah, he was, I can't remember what his name was, but he was going to get a vasectomy. And he decided he wanted to do an art piece for his vasectomy before he actually got it cut off. So he went down somewhere in Mexico, I think, oh, to course. like a morgue. And he bought a body and then he recorded himself fucking the body. Nothing in it. You know, if the body isn't properly taken care of after it's been dead for a while, there are worms and maggots that start to grow in it. And if you fuck it, and it's not properly been cleaned out or anything, those things can actually go inside you. Whoa! Talk about sounding. Yeah. And it's going to hurt after a while because you're going to start to feel them in there. (laughs) Yeah, guys, I'm sorry for this episode, but I just had to go on that little... There's <laughs> just like half of our listeners just like, alright, checking out. <laughs> like, okay, I don't want them feeling the worms in my dick. <laughs> I don't want to feel the wormies crawling up my pee hole. So if you're into necrophilia, use protection. <laughs> just giving advice to necrophilia. <laughs> or make sure the body's been properly, you know. Wrap that with. shit up, boy. But as he checked the obituaries for, for that special someone, you know, just going through Cupid, you, you just keep swiping right until you sw- swipe like, left ooh, on someone. Ooh, that course be looking thick, though. Mm, yeah, I think I might, I might be down for that course. Just Eventually finding it in an 18-year-old boy, of course, he likes him young. Jeffrey attended his body's funeral and followed the procession, keeping an eye on where they were burying him. He then came back that night to dig him up but the ground was frozen solid. Jeffrey quickly abandoned the idea. <laughs> oh man, that guy's body was saved. Oh, this is too much work. I'm going to have to go do something else. Yep. Then in December of 1986, he would be arrested. F- oh God. He'd be arrested for masturbating in front of two 12 year old boys. Time to go to prison for. Not long enough. That. Yep, true. So Jeffrey tried to write it off as one big misunderstanding. Yeah, no. Mm. He no. claimed he was having a few beers alone in the park when he decided he had to take a piss. And seeing as how he thought he was alone, decided a good idea to masturbate as well. Oh. The two kids were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know when you're taking a piss and you're just like, you know what? Let's make it a twofer. <laughs> I got, I got my hands already on it. Just might as well. It. Might as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey, we've all done that. No. God damn. <laughs> For this, Jeffrey was ordered to undergo counseling on top of a suspended one-year sentence. That was all I got. Of course. Though he was reluctant to talk to his therapist for fear he may divulge more than he'd like, she was able to get enough out of him to say the following, quote, There is no doubt at this time he is a schizoid per... He is a schizoid personality. Interesting, okay. 
There's no yeah, doubt this time. Yeah, I, it also doesn't help that I think this is still the time period where like every mental illness was schizophrenia. True. There's no doubt at this time he has a schizoid personality disorder who may show marked paranoid tendencies, unquote. So let him live. Or, or don't give him any medication. Or, yeah, just let him go out in the public, bro. On September 15th, 1987, Jeffrey would be at a club, 219 again, trying his hands again at drugging men inside. There he would unfortunately meet Stephen Chomoy. Stephen was drugged and after taken back to the Ambassador Hotel, where Jeffrey assaulted him. After which, Jeffrey would beat him to death so hard Stephen's chest had caved in and Jeffrey's arms were covered in bruises. Fuck. Yeah, this was a very brutal one. He probably letting out all of his fucking rage on him. Jesus fucking Christ. Jeffrey tried to claim he'd simply gone to bed after the sexual assault and woke up to him dead. But obviously, that wasn't the case. Wow. Jeffrey would leave the hotel room to buy a large suitcase. He stuffed Stephen's body inside and held a cab back to his grandmother's. Once there, he put the suitcase in the basement and went to his room, leaving the suitcase to rot for a week and leaving the body to rot in the suitcase for a week. This man hauled a fucking body in a suitcase on a fucking cab. How much could this motherfucker get away with? A lot, you'd be surprised. After that week, Jeffrey decided now is the time to dispose of the evidence. <laughs> he cut the body to pieces, removed the organs, and smashed the bones into pieces. The remains were left in the road of, in the trash for collection day. Gee, just le- yeah, just leave it out for fucking garbage. Oh, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just... There's no one's gonna guess anything. It just smells bad. Oh, it smells like garbage. God, that's just... Uh, I might as well leave my victims out for trash. It's trash day anyway. Let's leave them out there, bro. Yeah. Though the body was never discovered, his cover was almost blown when the grandmother noticed a horrible smell coming from the basement. She called Lionel over to help him find to help find the source. The source of the smell in question was rotting pieces of, of human flesh Jeffrey had missed. Though he told his father it was from a dead animal, and his father believed him, only remarking that Jeffrey should retire his animal dissection hobby at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's the worrying part that he's still doing it, and he's like, "Oh, you should stop that." Yeah, you should probably you should probably cut that out there, son. Maybe you shouldn't be doing that no more, huh? Instead yeah, of actually being worried that he's still doing it, and he's an adult now. That's... Yeah, just Jeffrey would find his next target outside of Club Two Nineteen. Fourteen-year-old James Doxator. I think Jeez. I'll say his name, yeah. James was approached by Jeffrey with an offer of $50 to come hang out with him, which he quickly took. By 4 a.m., James announced it was time for him to leave, and Jeffrey offered to make him an Irish coffee before he left. As he made the drink, he crushed five sleeping pills and mixed them in. Jesus. Yeah. James was asleep within minutes. Jeffrey then strangled James to death. Stuffed him in the closet and went upstairs to have breakfast with his grandmother. Nice. So much wrong with that in one little fucking paragraph. Yeah, here's how it goes. God fucking damn it. After she left for church, Jeffrey went back downstairs to the body. He brought it to one of the upstairs bedrooms to talk with it before having sex with the corpse. He kept the body in the basement with him for a week before his grandmother again complained of the smell. 
In the same way he disposed of the last body, he disposed of this one, keeping the head to later bleach the skull and leaving the rest of the remains out for trash collection. Of course. Again, of course. just, hey, I got some more trash for you. Garbage day. Woo. Only four days later, he would take another victim, 23-year-old Richard Guerrero, meet him outside a bar. Jeffrey invited him back home where he would meet the exact same face as Stephen had. Once again, Jeffrey kept the victim's head and disposed of the remains. Though this time he didn't bleach the skull, opting to later rot in his room with it. Oh yeah, just, you know. Like, you know, I'm gonna try something different. <laughs> you know, it's, it's good to try new things. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's just spice up my uh, my decor a by a rotting fucking skull. For some reason, Jeffrey didn't murder his next victim. Jeffrey met 23-year-old 20, Ronald Flowers Jr. at Club 219, drugged him, and brought him back home to assault him. But for whatever reason, Jeffrey decided to drag Ronald's unconscious body out to a field afterwards. Ronald would report this to the police, though they found they could not prove the ass- accusation and didn't charge Jeffrey. Hmm. Of course. Well, the police of guess investigation was too much for his grandmother to handle, and she kicked Jeffrey out of her home. Good. Yep. Good. Get that little fucking creep out of there. Not even a day into his new apartment, Jeffrey was out looking for his next victim. He approached 13-year-old, and I have no idea how to say this name, so I'm just going to apologize ahead of time. The 13-year-old Samsak Thin Thin Sin Thasomphone and told him he was offering 50 bucks to new models to let him take some pictures. Just want to take some pictures. Nah. Just want to take some pi- Yeah, you should be like, "No, nah, I'm good, bro." Thir- I'm pretty sure 13-year-olds also aren't models. I mean, I guess technically they are, but like Yeah. Not the ki- not this kind. No. Unfortunately, he took the offer. At Jeffrey's apartment, he made Somsack a sleeping pill-laced coffee. But the boy only sipped it, which led him to being able to grab his things and flee after Jeffrey began giving him the bad touch. The bad touch. The bad. The next day, Jeffrey was arrested at the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. Nice. For what? Find out next time. Wait, what? Just kidding. No, we're still gone. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> like, wait, what? I thought we had more. As Jeffrey waited to make bail, the police searched his apartment. Unfortunately, they were unable to find the skull of Richard Guerrero and only found his camera, pictures of some sack he'd taken, and the sleeping pills. After he made bail, he made bail, he left his apartment and went back to his grandmother's after promising to clean up his act. Though immediately after moving in, he obtained another refill of Halcyon while he was back on the streets looking for his next victim. Of course he was. Just how much Halcyon is this doctor fucking giving this guy? A lot. Too much. There's also when they're also trying to give a lot of opiates, oh, too. That's, yeah, that's true. It's just like, oh, you need more? Here you go. Yeah, so they didn't care how much they were supposed to. They're like, his entire bottle fell. You went through a whole bottle in three days? Let me give you two bottles. Yeah, yeah, that's normal. At the gay bar, La Cage Ox. La Cage Alphalet, I think. Hmm. 
He approached uh, Anthony Sears with the promising of drinks, a photo shoot, and a hookup. Once it hit place, he laced another drink with Halcyon and waited till Anthony was unconscious before strangling him to death. The next morning was Esther's was Easter Sunday, which gave Jeffrey even more time with the body while his grandmother attended an extended service. He brought the body to the officer's bathroom to dismember again. He kept the head, but this time he also kept the genitalia. Gross. Even going as far as calling a local taxidermist to give tips to preserving animal remains. He was told that acetone would do the trick. So armed with the 10-gallon bucket, Jesus, from Ace Hardware, he filled it up with acetone and water and prevented the heart, the head and genitalia in it. After he removed them from the bucket, he applied makeup to help him uh, better masturbate them with. They're looking a little pale. Let me uh, spruce them up here. Let me make them more lifelike. Uh, you know, they, they were lifelike before you chopped them off, Jeffrey. Yeah. Should have thought about that. Jeffrey kept this with him until the trial came up. Knowing he couldn't keep them in his room while he was in jail, he stuffed them in the bag and kept the bag <laughs> in his rocker at the chocolate factory. <laughs> that is probably the worst place to hide that, but okay. <laughs> yeah. This would be safe in here, right? Oh, yeah, no one's in luck in the chocolate factory. Ah. No one knows I work here. No one. Not anymore. At his trial, he was found guilty. Uh, by the way, this is obviously not the final trial. Mm-mm. No one knows he's killed anyone yet. Just making sure that's known. He does molest as a teenager. That's all. That's all. Everyone in the 80s did that. Literally. Yeah, apparently so. At his trial... He was found guilty of second-degree sexual assault. Dahmer tried... I don't... What? Well, second-degree. I would think that would be first-degree, because... I mean... Is it because he didn't, like, penetrate? Maybe. I don't know. Seems like... I mean, all his sentences have been incredibly light. Second-degree sexual assault means any force or coerce or intentional touching of sexual contact... And not penetration, oh, okay. closed or unclosed with the person's private stuff. So yeah, oh, okay. it's penetration, depending. Dahmer tried to put the blame on his depression and isolation, but the DA saw through him and tried for a five-year sentence. Your Honor, I only touched that 13-year-old boy because I'm depressed. No. Oh, I'm so sad. Like, that matters much. Though, unfortunately... The judge gave him a one-year work release program and a five-year probation. Why? What is wrong with judges? Why do they go so fucking light on these guys? Because the fucking legal systems. And some of these judges themselves are probably corrupt. And oh. done of shit, too. Yeah, I mean... So they were like, yeah. Fucking Ted Bundy's lawyer was like, Man, it sucks you killed all those people because you're a good lawyer. Hey, really. Like, go fuck yourself. Uh, Lionel would write a petition to the court to increase his sentence. Oh, shit. Even dad's against him. Yeah. He's like, wait, wait. You only give him a year work release. Bitch, make him more. Uh, where was this concern when he was dumping bo- animal bodies and acid, Lionel? Oh, no, that's normal. Every kid did that. Every kid did that. Every I did, did that. that. That's why. Everyone. Uh, so he'd write, he'd write to the court. Pleading them to make Jeffrey go to treatment for his alcoholism. Oh, it was the alcohol. Huh. I mean, yeah, he doesn't help with that too. But the yeah. court ignored him because, you know, why, why would they give a fuck? Too much effort. Too much effort. Too much reading for them. 
And on March 2nd, 1990, this is getting hella recent. Kind of. Mm-hmm. It's getting really recent. 23 years, but still. Uh, Jeffrey would be free. He would rent Unit 213 in the Oxford Apartments, where his final murders would take place. That's where we'll pick back up next week with the conclusion of this episode. Three. We'll see if I can do it this time. I'm sure I can't. I've done enough shit. Yeah, you can. I've done enough shit. I've seen things, boy. Yeah, I've seen things that I shouldn't be seeing. All right, but that is uh, that's part two. Thank you all for listening to these redos and sticking around for us. I know. I don't know if they like us that much it's just sticking around or if they've gone through all the other stuff and like yeah, it's just like oh, alright finals these fucking guys I'm <laughs> waiting for while well, I wait for a fucking last podcast on the left to put out their new episode yeah. I'll listen to fucking dollar store podcast over here excuse me we had dollar fifty thank you very much about tree fitty about tree fitty tree fitty tree fitty uh, but yeah, no, thank y'all for listening. Uh, thanks for sticking around. We appreciate it. Per usual, hit up all the socials, mm-hmm. even though I, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a way to revamp those because they're they're kind of, kind of not good. Oh what? I don't know. I'm trying to think of what to what to focus on because I feel like Twitter is just like a place no one wants to be on anymore. Not really. Instagram is just so full of bots. I yeah. swear, every time I put up anything on Instagram, there's like four bots who are just like hitting up in the comments. It's like I think that's all I get. Yeah, but between I, the bots that are trying to sell you shit and the OnlyFans bots and the other fucking bots, it's just so annoying. Yeah, I mean, there's newer, newer um, social media sites being made. They're but, not as popular. Yeah, no one's really on them though. That's the problem. There's more. It's gonna take a while. At the rate. All the other sites are going though. They the other sites might shut down. That the thread the the site like thread might be starting to take over. Which also is made by Instagram people. But oh, yeah, it's like I a completely different site. Oh. Then you got uh, was it Rumble? Which is supposed to be like another version of YouTube but a little bit better. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I've been trying to find other sites that could be promising at least. Yeah. I guess in the meantime, uh, we have a Patreon. Yeah. Yeah, go there. Or look at our, our shirts. I got some new shorts up. They're pretty cool. Make some stickers and shit. I wonder if we should make a Reddit. I, uh, I have not had good luck on Reddit. Nah? No. Reddit's a 50-50 is all. It really is. Every time I've posted our shit on Reddit, it's either gotten nothing or it's gotten like those... Yeah, that's that's where the fucking uh, your intro lo- is too long guy came from. <laughs> but I don't think about it. Maybe we'll put something up. I don't know why I sound like I'm falling asleep right now as I'm talking. So I think we'll just cut it off there. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Part three will be up. All right, it'll be good. It'll be good. All right, Brandon, say bye to the people. Go. Fuck yourself. Yeah. Fuck you. All right. I was just. Uh, do I. You think. Are you you're, acting drunk? You think you're better than me? Yes, they are. Bobby. <laughs> uh, y'all have a blessed time. Take care and be safe. Hail Satan. I didn't say that last episode. No, we did not. We didn't say our usual goodbye things. 
<laughs> it just almost also knocked nice. down my <laughs> microphone. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah, no, he'll save. Let's be. Take care. Go fuck yourselves.